It was a Sunday. In the evening, I was in the shower at work. In the gym, of course. Just waiting. Just letting the steam wash over me. Fill me up. I took deep breaths, just studying my nervousness. It's funny to think all this time after all these hookups, I still get really nervous beforehand. Until it's time for action, I can be just as nervous as the first time. And I'm naked, of course. And I'm letting the hot water loosen everything up and make everything hang as much as it possibly can. And then I see my door to the shower opening. And Jordan steps in. There's no affection between us. There's no... I don't even know if there's any respect. As a person at least personally, what he believes in, how he carries himself, I abhor. So I don't really, I can't even say that I like him. But when we're on this ground, it just makes sense. He opens the door and he takes his towel off and he's completely hard. Solid, throbbing eight. And he steps in. And we kiss. We make out. All the usual stuff. Kissing on his neck, nipples, stomach. I give him head first. And he loves it. But I know what he wants. And without warning, I lift him up off the ground. Like I know he likes. When I did it the first time, he gasped. I lift him up off the ground and press him up so that I'm standing and I'm having him lifted in the air, leveraged by the wall and the shower faucet. And I spread his cheeks open. And I devour him. And he's very vocal. He's very loud. And he's loving it. He's loving it. Unless he's putting on. I don't think he is. He's loving it. And I'm in it deep. I think part of the lust factor, it's two things really. I think part of it is the fact that he's such a misogynistic guy. And the other part of it is like I said before, part of me is desperate to hang on to my old way of being. I mean, he's, he's, really, he's really attractive. But this is more than just attraction. I've dealt with a lot of guys that are not dealt like had sex with. I mean, I have, but what I mean is I've come across a lot of guys who personally, I don't like them. And personally, I don't really, <laughs> I don't really like Jordan. And they're not attractive to me. 
Why is he so attractive to me? And the only thing that I can come up with is it's me trying to hold on to my old life. And the other thing that I said, the fact that he's such an open misogynist, such a, I don't know if hetero warrior is the term, but a misogynist. And yet when we're like this, the dichotomy, you know what I mean? I don't know. I just know that when he moans, when I eat him out, I like it. And I'm hard before I even know I'm hard. And I know how good it feels when he opens for me and I slide in. And I know how good it feels when I'm thrusting in him and he's slamming his hands against the wall and he's making these guttural sounds and when he comes I like it it's been a lot of ups and downs you know my whole thing from when I was talking to Junior is stop trying to feel fill the void with guys and this is I guess this is some of that I thought I had kind of worked my way through that and I think that I have I think that I have but I don't know I don't know and it's as if it's as if when I get done when we're done and I go back upstairs it's as if I instantly get faced with the choice to make I pull out my phone and I see the missed calls. And I see the text from James. It's happening, it says. Samantha has gone into labor. It's happening. And there's this still moment where I'm at my desk and I'm looking at Jordan and he's waiting on me. And I'm looking at my phone, and I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I'm frozen. It's like I have a choice to make. Finally, I snap out of it. And I rush outside, and I say, I have to go. And I let Jordan out. I don't want to tell him what I'm doing or where I'm going. Nobody that I work with knows. Besides, Lindsay Sola. She's not going to talk. Nobody else that I work with knows about the baby. And I rush over. To the hospital. Scariest shit I've ever done. When I get there, I rush up to where James is and he's crying and he's red and I'm holding him and he's holding me and we're just like, Sam is more put together than any of us. And I remember the doctors asking, who's the father? And I said, both of us. And they let us both in the room, which I was like, I didn't think that was possible. But they did. Um, I don't think they wanted to ask questions or pry any further, especially with everything that was going on. And Samantha was incredibly, you know, my only experience with childbirth was through television up to this point. And yes, she was in a lot of pain. But 
I don't know, there was just something so powerful about her. Thank God I'm not a woman. Thank God I'm not a woman. Thank you. (laughs) I mean, I had the hardest time not passing out. And just like that, he was here. Healthy. And I was looking at him and staring at his eyes. James was hysterically crying with joy. Him and Samantha were holding each other um, before, you know, <laughs> before we had to pull James away so that Samantha could rest. Um, and then me and James, you know, we just sat with each other in the waiting room. And I held him like a baby. And we both cried. I find myself obsessing over every single thing about him and I start to panic. I start thinking like, especially when I held him for the first time, I thought he's so delicate. I felt like I could break him. Like I could ruin him somehow. And I didn't want to hold him, but I couldn't let him go. I just felt like, I felt like I was going to, I wasn't clean enough to hold him. I wasn't pure enough to hold him. And I felt like, what if I hurt him? Tommy's dad shows up shortly after. We're all, you know, just, it's it's an emotional time. Um, So I'm going to fast forward a little bit. Um, child life is great. My whole thing, our whole thing that we had settled on lifestyle wise was we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. I didn't want to do, (laughs) I didn't want to do the three-way thing. I was actually surprised that they wanted to do like three-way relationship type thing. Um, and I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. Um, but the way we have it set up is so when we first got Thomas home, he's staying at Sam and 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 James's. But when he first got there, like I just moved in. They had an extra bedroom. Um, I say an extra bedroom. They have an extra bedroom, but I stay in Thomas's room and I stay with him all through the night. Um he cries a lot. <laughs> He cries a lot. Well, actually, you know, I'm kind of skipping ahead a little bit. I do want to say this. Sam delivered so fast. And James was joking. He was like, she does everything fast. She's like, I, I know this isn't actually like, I don't think this is actually like a real thing, but she's like, she's a, she's an executive in the field that she works in. Um, she's a very efficient person. And James was joking. He was like, she does everything fast. It seemed like she pushed seemed like she, you know, was out of labor shortly after I got there to the hospital. By the time Tommy's dad showed up, like, Thomas was born. So anyway, back to this living arrangement. I have, so Tommy's dad goes back home. A couple weeks later, he goes back home. And when Thomas comes home, 
when we bring him home from the hospital, I am staying in Thomas's bedroom. I stay with him through the night. Um, I tend to all of his needs in the nighttime, and we try to give Sam as much resting time as she can possibly get, and also to as much bonding time as she can possibly get. I've been, <laughs> I've been googling like all kinds of like motherhood, um, like what's good for the mom, what's good for the dad, what's good for the baby. And there is something powerful about a mother's bond with her child. And I'm trying not to be overbearing and I'm trying not to be a worry wart, but everything, every little like hiccup, every little noise, I'm just like, what's going on? What is that? What is that? I guess really what I'm trying to say is that before it happened, I was on the precipice of like my old life and the new stuff. And when the new stuff happened, I just fully embraced it. Happy doesn't even, happy is almost vain when it comes to what I feel. I feel, I feel fulfilled. And I feel still scared and nervous and afraid and all of those fears that I had about am I going to break him am I going to ruin him are not gone whatsoever it is exhausting but you know I wonder sometimes like how do how does a single parent do this how do two parents do this the three of us are doing the most James has paternity leave coming up um, but he hasn't taken any time off of work I am still working my normal my normal schedule. Sam is on maternity leave, and it just works. I didn't want to do any custody stuff. I didn't want to. I didn't want to do any of that stuff. I just wanted us. I just wanted a family, and I wanted us to be a family. And for right now, it's working. One bridge down. I'm sure there's a lot more to go. But we'll cross it when we get there. James. Oh, my God. Seeing James in daddy mode is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. He is so gentle and patient and loving. The way he takes care of Sam. The way he takes care of Thomas. The way he takes care of me. I didn't know he had it in him. And it's weird. And I don't want to mess any, I don't want to make it messy, but there are times when we kiss. I remember one time Thomas was crying and we were trying to figure out what was going on. And he held him. And he stopped crying. And we both locked eyes and smiled. And like, without even thinking about it, He just leaned in and he kissed me and I kissed him back. And then we laid Thomas down peacefully. It's weird, but it's not messy. What is messy is work. I told Jordan, you know, what we were doing is, has to stop. And Jordan is not comfortable with homosexuality he's not comfortable with the lifestyle if you know what I mean the gay agenda he's not comfortable with any of that stuff and he outwardly 
he outwardly, and I've been stalking his some of his social pages, he outwardly is slightly hostile to the community. So I don't have any fears that he's going to do anything or say anything or be, you know, extra. He's not thrilled when I tell him that we have to knock it off and be professional. It doesn't stop him from looking, though. And he looks every chance he gets. I guess it's okay. Later on in the week, I say later on in the week, I'm skipping all over the timeline. So, you know, just in the course of things, because I have no idea where we are in the timeline right now. My, it's, it's all a fog. Um, but later on, I know that it was, it was during, it was definitely not a weekend. It was during the weekday, probably just like a, a Wednesday or something like that. I got a call from the corporate office. And James had sent me a text right beforehand. And he said, hey, because listen, nobody knows like about James and me and Sam. Nobody knows. Not even Auntie Sella knows like who, like what's going on. She just knows that there's a baby. Um, I get a call. I get a text from James. He said, hey, big call coming in. Get ready. And I was like, huh? By this time, James is on maternity paternity leave and Sam is still on her maternity leave and I get a call from our corporate office and it's a guy named Ryan Ryan didn't remember me and I was just like oh my god it's him it's him and he's like hey I want let's uh let's have a let's have a little meet come down to the in the downtown office and let's have a little talk and I was like okay sure and I go down there. I don't want to say like, hey, do you remember me? And when I go there, I meet him. And he's like, where do I know you from? And I told him. I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast before. When I moved to the city and was broke <laughs> and I didn't have a place to go. And I found the gym where I ended up working for a couple of years where where I met Miguel and where I met James. James is the one who hired me. The first person I met there was this guy named Ryan. And I remember standing out in front of the building and listening to the music that was playing and just being like entranced by the music. And it was the it was the Jim's PA system. And they were playing Shanice, I Love Your Smile. I was going through, I was going through it. And the song came on and I was just like, oh. And Ryan was there, and the gym was having a hire event. And Ryan was a corporate recruiter. So they were hiring all kinds of people. Um, I happened to get hired for housekeeping. Um, and Ryan was like, hey, you know, well, anyway, that's not important. I met Ryan there, and I remember thinking, like, he was so friendly and so kind that I thought, I want. He's part of a big reason why I was like, I want to work here. The other part was I wanted access to the showers. <laughs> um, but like when I, when I met him, I was just like, this is a really cool place. I feel welcomed here. Among other things, I met Kyle there. I met this girl named Robin. Um, and I was just like, wow, this is a really cool place to work. And when I'm in this interview, I was like, hey, you know, if I look familiar, it's because you were the first person I ever talked to at this company. I was on the street. I didn't say I was in the street. I was, I was walking in on the street and you were like, hey, are you here for the interviews? 
And I was like, yeah, I am. I wasn't, but I was like, yeah, I am. Um, and he invited me in and that was that. And I told him that story and he's like, wow, man. And you started in housekeeping. And I was like, yeah, I started in housekeeping. And he was like, well, are you ready for the next step? And I was like, the next step? And he was like, yeah. Have you thought about being a district manager? And you know that thing, like when you're ready to move to the next level, but you're not ready to move to the next level and you get really nervous and your stomach sinks and it's like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to leave my comfort zone. I was like, um, maybe. And he's like, he pulled out a folder and it had the job description in it. He said, tell you what, I want you to look this over. You will be trained, but you've come highly recommended. And I think you're ready. I think you're ready to do this. And I think you should apply. And the first thing I thought about for the first time ever was my son. Usually I'd think about what's this going to mean for me? (laughs) And then I'd be thinking about like, does this mean a new opportunity for new dick? Or am I going to have to say goodbye to the old good dick? Um, But no, this time what I thought about was, what is this going to mean? For my kid, can I say responsibly no to this opportunity? I had to call James. He would know what to do. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Um, I know I do like Q&As and polls attached to these episodes, and I read every single response that comes across. I just don't know how to respond. I don't even know if there's a feature to respond for me directly to what um you write down <laughs> to what you write down there i see them and then i usually like pin them into the um into the episode themselves so that other people can see them as well what your responses are um but if you're looking to reach out to me know that i am reading those if you haven't seen me like respond it's not because i am not reading them it's because i don't know how to respond um with the account that i have so anyway with that being said if you're looking to reach out to me there's a few ways um i have email i love I love, love, love emails. Mr.brooksconfesses at gmail.com. It's in the description of the podcast. Um, Also, too, I'm on Twitter as well. And I'm trying to be active on Twitter because when I first got the Twitter, I was not active at all. Um, But now I'm trying to be more active on Twitter. It is definitely newish kind of for me. Um, And my Twitter is call me at call me Mr. Brooks. I'll put all this in the description of the video and double check that I made sure I said the right thing. Um, it's at call me Mr. Brooks. And then lastly, um, if you can, or if you, if you feel up to it, if you're enjoying the podcast and enjoying it, um, enjoying the, um, the direction that it's heading or whatever, if you're, if you're liking the podcast or if you'd like to support, there's many ways to do that as well. Um, if you can go ahead and give the podcast a five-star rating. It helps Spotify know, or wherever you're on, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, iHeart. It helps that platform push it to a wider audience. And that helps out a lot. Again, thank you so much. Twitter is a good way to reach me. Email is a good way to reach me. And if you can, leave a rating of the podcast. A five-star rating. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much.